Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Don't forget, we are active on Instagram. You can follow us there at Library Overload. And then we always list all the books we talk about in every episode. You can follow our blog at libraryoverload.home.blog. All right, welcome back, guys. Hello, hello. This is episode 101. Oh my goodness, we're so old now. You're old. And wisdomous. That's not a word. Joey Tribbiani says it. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's when he was trying to be an 18-year-old for a commercial, and Phoebe was like, it's your eyes. You have too much wisdom. And he was like, I am very wisdomous. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Joey. I don't remember him saying that, but I do remember that scene. That's funny. <laughs> but it's Buddy Read Week. Buddy Read Week. And I picked a book. Yes, yes, you did. I I couldn't do it, and now I can. Started yes. from the bottom, now we're here. But this technically is a book that I picked, and no. then you wanted to read too. No. I sent you that book, and I was like, look, this sounds awesome. You were like, I got it for my book of the month thing. And I was like, if my hold comes through in the library, we're reading it for the buddy read. Don't you play with me, Tavia. (laughs) I thought it was on my list first, but all right. It doesn't sound anything at all like anything that you would read. The cover got me, man. It's so gorgeous, guys. Like it's this like purple, so, purple, vibrant, like so beautiful. And actually, it's kind of like the cover is almost opposite of the story. Did we say the name of the book? I don't think we did. We read The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Pinner. The cover is beautiful. It's stunning. It's and so I literally fuchsia flowers and this deep purple background. So beautiful. I like it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And I literally saw it and I was like, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to read it because it's so beautiful. That's funny. So this is kind of sort of a Tavia book. Oh, we've this is 100% two, a Tavia book. Yeah. So we've got two different timelines. We've got 1791. And that has Nella and Eliza in it. I really liked Eliza. She's fresh. Um, but yeah, so we, we follow Nella and Eliza. Nella is a old school apothecary. Her mother had this apothecary. She's always helped women. And Nella now st- does the same thing. However, she also helps women kill men. Yes, men who have wronged them. And so that in its in of itself is just like, yeah. oh, tell me more. Yeah. She's taken the apothecary, she's like closed it off and made it secret, and you leave letters for her and she dispenses poison so that you can rid yourselves of men who are uh, of no use to you anymore. Men that have betrayed you, done you wrong, things like that. Or are planning to do you wrong. Yes. Um, and then in modern daytime, we follow is it Caroline? Caroline, yep. Okay. I never remember characters' names. So we I follow... Re- Way to go, you. I also um, just finished this mere moments ago. 
So we follow Caroline, who has literally just found out that her husband has been cheating on her. And it is their 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary. And the week before they're supposed to go to London on their 10th anniversary celebration trip, she finds out he's cheated. So she goes on the trip by herself. Which honestly sounds like a dream. Right? That's what like, I would send do. me to London by myself. That's one of the discussion questions is would you still go on your on the trip yes. by yourself? I mean, yes. distance, that's not the perfect escape, right? Yes. And also he was such a jerk about like, no, I don't want to do these things that you want to do, even though this is the trip that you have always wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. I would I would have been like, Yes, and I'm gonna do all these things that I want to do and I'm gonna spite you the whole time. So, Caroline goes on a random encounter on a mudlarking adventure, which I had never heard of before. I have. And I would, if someone asked me if I wanted a mudlark, hell yeah. That sounds so weird and I want to do it. Yeah. So, basically, you go to the river, the River Thames. The River Thames. And you're looking through the mud and the silt for random bits of history. Mm-hmm. And so Caroline happens to find an apothecary vial with nothing but an etching of a bear on it. And it leads her down this journey to uncovering a mystery of the apothecary killer. So how, like, the whole time you're reading, you're like, wow, how is this going to kind of intersect? And the way that it does is wild, but it's it's a spoiler, so we won't discuss it yet. Yeah. So just basic thoughts. On the book. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I'm leaning to four four to five stars. But it's absolutely everything that I love. It's historical fiction. It's two timelines. It's female relationships. It's only missing this one old woman looking back. You know, it, it's just But so, you almost get that. You almost too. you do almost get it. There is a lot of reflection from yes. the character from Nella. There's a lot of reflection, but she's not I mean, she's old for 1791, but she's not particularly mm-hmm. What age do you think she was like 40s, 50s? Oh, it said she was 41, I thought. Oh, I okay. That. I don't recall a specific age, but I I was guessing like 40 to 50. I'm pretty sure I read that it said somewhere in there she was roughly 41. Okay. Which well, that was, makes sense you know, because she had been doing it for 20 years. Right. And which at that time, life expectancy for women was not much right. longer than that anyway. Right. I honestly thoroughly enjoyed it until the end. I and we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about it more in our spoilers. Yeah. But I enjoyed the end, but I can absolutely see how it would drive you insane. Mm-hmm. But Y'all, I... I, I enjoyed that part of it. I thought, yeah. oh, this is perfect. Let's get into spoilers, though. Wait, wait, wait. We're only, like, seven minutes in. I <laughs> want to talk about <laughs> Should we, like, pause and discuss, you know, apothecary in general is such a cool word. It also you are such a nerd. Of- yes, I am. But it also reminds me of friends and the apothecary table. My apothecary table! Yeah. But, I mean, it's just, it's such a cool word, and it evokes these images in your mind of this long-ago place and these little vials. I've always loved tiny bottles. Yes. Don't know why. I think they're Those are called airplane bottles, and you're supposed to stay away. Mm -mm. Do you know (laughs) me at all? My my one complaint with this 
and I texted you last night and told you about it. They mentioned the word tincture no less than one million times. Okay, like I, I don't it. recall like noticing that. I picked up on it so quickly. Like I get that this is a cool antiquated word and it goes well with apothecary, but the <laughs> number of times the word tincture was used was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, this is excessive now. We have reached a crazy place. I didn't even notice at all. And normally I do notice if an author uses a certain phrase or stuff too many times. But yeah, yeah, totally missed it. I enjoy the word tincture in general because, you know. I have literally never said tincture out loud before. But (laughs) it, it, it was just. A little bit too much for me. I'm but so other sorry. than that, that's like my only complaint, really. I think. I thought it was a great story. I will say that I do feel like it's a little more of a slice of life type of book. Um, the historical slice of life, almost though, because I thought there was enough of the historical part of it to override the modern day part of it yeah I feel like I definitely feel like Caroline's although after like what like the big thing that happens with the apothecary I do feel like I could have I could have used much more like there were several questions that I felt like I did not get answered and it's haunting me haunting you as in the book was hauntingly beautiful it was beautiful I really loved it. I loved the writing. I loved the storytelling. And there were all three perspectives. And we'll mention Eliza is actually a 12-year-old girl. And and she is, she is, um, she's got some moxie. She's precocious. That is for certain. But not like in a, in a childlike way, but like in a grown-up way with a Mm -hmm. certain amount of naivety though. You know, this is this author, Sarah Penner's, her debut, debut novel. Mm-hmm. And it's huge right now. It's everywhere. I got it's it because of that damn, off. it's because okay. of that cover. Yeah. It's just so striking. The, so the story stunning. is beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. such a well-written, well-told story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will give her that mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I just, I just, I always, I always want more. I want yeah. every... Every you want a question? Yeah, I I need every question answered. I need to not have to think about what's going on. I liked the. We'll tell you the the ending is a bit ambiguous, and I liked the possibilities that it provided because mm-hmm. I can decide for myself what happens. But enough of the questions were answered that I was okay with it. Mm. There's. There were just certain things that we found out in Caroline's perspective that we never got in Nella's or Eliza's. And I just, oh, why? (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Okay, we can now go into spoilers. Thank you. (laughs) So what did, okay, so we find out, well, I guess we should start in order. Yes, it would make sense. I just, I need to talk to someone. Susie finished this book several days ago, and I only finished it today. So she's processed a lot more than I have. I've just been sitting here thinking about all the questions that I have. Well, let me ask um, you first, because you haven't, because we don't give it ratings on Goodreads until we talk. But what mm-hmm. is your rating going to be? 
Before we started talking, I was going to go with a three. But as we talk, like, my issues with the ambiguity of the ending should not detract from the writing, from the story, all of that. So I think I'm leaning more towards a four. That's very progressively thinking of you. Thank you. But God, I really wish, like, I just want to know what happened with Eliza, especially. I just, it it makes me want to rip my hair out. Really? Because I feel like we found out what happened with Eliza. We do, somewhat, but, like, how did she get where she was? Okay, let's back Uh, up. Okay, yeah, see? (laughs) I need to talk about Eliza! (laughs) You're gonna have a coronary over there. (laughs) I didn't realize this book was stressing you so much in the last few days. I need to talk about it. First of all, let me mention the book was so strongly about female friendships. Yes. I just love that. Yes. I mean, we got to stick together, women. Ladies help them, ladies. It was awesome. Nella's yes. apothecary, she draws the line at killing other women. Mm-hmm. Her poisons are only intended to kill men. Yes, her met medicines have only ever helped women she never wants to harm women and the whole reason that she became the poisonous apothecary i thought was terrible so poor nella it like i i can't even fathom the betrayal on that level so long story short nella's mother the one who kind of started this apothecary um dies and very she quickly women only but with like benign things to help yes. you know cramps or mm-hmm. help cure um sick infants and things like that yes so nella's mother dies um very quickly and nella was quite young she was 20 21 mm-hmm. um well in the weeks after her mother dies she meets a man he comes to the apothecary to get assistance for his sister he basically needs a medicine to help kind of kickstart her period again yeah um, she's not had her monthly courses yes in several months and, uh, and she's so in pain. and it, it's quite bizarre to me actually that her brother knew about this and came looking for medicine for her because i feel like that just wasn't a thing that was discussed I mean, with the to opposite a sex. certain extent, if the father figure was no longer there, he was the sole male responsible for her well-being. So, like, that. if he's trying to make a match for her or something, he can't marry her off if she's unable to have children. So, I, I mean, to a certain extent, it was plausible for me. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so, he comes and gets this... Um, uh, Tincture her uh that she can place on her stomach and it kind of it kickstarts her monthly courses all as well i think she um, drinks it though right you have to no, drink it. it's oh i thought it was put on her stomach maybe you're right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you have to in- ingest mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um and so anyways he comes back tells nella thank you so much for assisting my sister is all well blah 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 they fall in love well eventually Um, She finds herself with child and tells him about it. He's very excited. He's going to marry her all as well. Well, one day he is going out. He is leaving 
um, the home for a while, like traveling, and um, she loses the baby. And she eventually figures out uh, when she's doing basically an inventory of the of the apothecary. Um, she figures out that he used that medicine to, to abort the child. And oh, I mean, w- like behind her back, without like her forcing, and then like he just left. And the thing about it is, though, is that if you're pregnant when you take that, it scars your womb forever. So you'll never be able to have children after this. Yeah, she never bled again. Yeah. So he he did that to her. He took that from her. So she killed him. Yeah. So And come to find out, the Risa, Risa, the lady that was supposedly his sister, was actually his wife. And she (gasps) comes right she comes back to the apothecary and she's like, um, he's kind of a bit of a philanderer. Can you just tell me? A rogue, if a you ro- will. A rogue and a rake. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell me if you guys had an affair? And and she's like, yeah. And and Rissa's like, um, can you help me kill him? And she's like, yes. Yeah, sign me up. Mm-hmm. So that's how she gets started in the poison business because then Rissa or Risa will tell a friend who tells a friend and then it kind of tumbles from there and she becomes known as I the love that it's, it's still killer. It's, and it's women helping other women. Like like here's how I got rid of my philandering husband. You should here, go check you this should out. go see my friend. Mm-hmm. And she makes like a false wall and so it looks like just an empty storage room and there's so a bar cool. a barrel of pearl barley and you leave the note of what you need and when you're going to come back to get it. And then you come back and she'll have your poison ready. And so it's very hard to trace. It's very hard to figure out. Men are too stupid to sort this through. Those stupid policemen. Right. Um, yeah. So that's how she got into this. So now we fast forward about 20 years and she's very sick. She, she thinks she, that the burden of the sins is kind of killing her from the inside out. It sounds more like, almost like MS or. Uh, it sounded to me like some sort of like either a tumor or a cancer of some kind. But you're right with well, her hands. Well, she said it started like... with her joints yeah. and things. Um, so I yeah, think that it makes was, sense. Yeah, because um, she said it started with her joints hurting, and then it was all of her bones hurting, and then it was just constant swelling. Mm-hmm. She's almost unable to walk. Mm-hmm. coughing up blood and it's just it just gets yeah. worse and worse i'm not 100 um, percent on the the symptoms of ms I, i'm not sure if the blood coughing up blood yeah is... i don't know if that's correct either oh. but just the the physical ailments sounded like ms to me but maybe i don't know maybe but she thinks that the loss of all things that had been taken from her and the sins of what she has done are kind of like eating her from the inside out so she's very distraught she's very much in her head she's really sad and like shut off from the world no friends no family yeah Yeah, she lives a very sad life and that was kind of a bummer yeah so then here comes little eliza with like her precious little biscuit sunshine personality and no qualms about killing people so she comes for a poison for her master on behest of her mistress who they the Eliza and the mistress want to kill the guy because he has started having 
lustful, wandering eyes towards Eliza, who is 12 years old. Yeah, well, he definitely assaulted her. And he had done this before. Yes. She had heard of another servant girl ending up with child and dying in childbirth because of him. So, so, yeah, it wasn't the first time. It wouldn't have been the last. And so her her mistress, Miss Amwell, says, here's what we're going to do. And she sends Eliza out to get the poison. Well, Eliza kind of strikes up a bit of a friendship with Nella because she's just so curious about all of this. And so the course of the events leads them to have this just adorable little friendship because Nella desperately needs somebody. And then... I think Nella kind of annoyed me with that, though, because Nella kept pushing her away. And she was I'm trying like, no, to save her. She was trying and trying a to save friend. her. Well, she did, but she didn't want Eliza to become as tainted as she felt she was. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like she was trying to save her at the yeah. detriment to herself. Very Can we also... Yeah. Can we also just discuss... So, Eliza um, brings these poisonous eggs, feeds them to the master... He dies. The moment he dies, her period starts, and she Poor is girl. certain that, like, killing him has caused his evil spirit <laughs> because to take over. It's the same thing we talked with Bridgerton. Nobody mm-hmm. talks about anything back then, okay? Mm-hmm. So she had no clue that this was her period coming. And and what did Mister What did Mistress Amwell say? She was like, "Oh, that's his." That's as normal as the moon rising. In the yeah, but she didn't tell her what it was. And so, <laughs> like, what does that you know, mean? Her mom, she had been 10 years old or something like that when her mom had sent her to be a servant. So she hadn't told her. And then the, the mistress hadn't told her. She was like, oh, well, that's just normal. You know, I mean, but Eliza was like, this cannot possibly be normal. I am bleeding for days. So she assumed that. Because she kind of believes in spirits a little bit. Because the she had heard the story of the previous girl who had died mm-hmm. in the room next to hers. And then she starts hearing things. And she's young. So she's Very a little susceptible. Yeah. Um, so she thinks that the moment Mr. Amwell's soul left his body, it came inside her and poisoned her and caused her to start bleeding from the inside. And she Poor tells thing. nobody about the suspicion, by the way. Yeah. She's just, I guess she thinks that she's just going to die slowly from this. <laughs> She's like, I have got to get rid of the spirit of Mr. Amwell that is killing me. Um, he's haunting me. So she goes back to Nella. And she, but she doesn't tell her why she comes back. She's Just gonna that kind of, she needs to get rid of spirits. Yeah. So she's kind of going to form this friendship and work up to trying to tell her what's happening. But stuff goes down in the meantime. Stuff goes down. Meanwhile, we have poor Caroline over in London actually enjoying herself because she's found this bottle and she's like, mm-hmm. um, she uh, had been a history major previously and her husband encouraged her to kind of put all of that aside and take a very safe, secure job so that they could prepare their lives to be stable enough for having a baby and she kind of has lost herself in the 10 years since she's been married. So when she finds this vial, she starts rediscovering herself mm-hmm. and how much she had lost over the last 10 years. And so she's doing that. She's investigating. She's made a friend at the British Library, okay. which sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and then asshole 
shows up. I mean, he just, she says, I need space. And he and says, like, okay, sure, sure, sure. I'm on my I'll way. I'll be right over. So he pays like $3,000, which apparently they didn't really have because she kind of freaked out about it a little bit. Um, and, and boards this plane to London and like stalks her down on her trip mere days after this discovery. And he's like, it's all over. I've ended it. She's being transferred. Like, okay, yeah. that's not how this is. Sure. Going. Ruin this poor girl's. Yeah. She's like, I needed space and you're giving me none of it. Oh my God. And then this dick. I can't believe him. Like I legitimately did not see that coming. I didn't either. Um, so he basically, so he gets ill and so he asks if she has any medicine and she's like, all I have is eucalyptus oil. Like she's an essential oil person. I thought and of so my sister. She loves essential oil. She has an, a, a little oil for everything. Oh my gosh. Um, so instead of like a normal person putting it on his chest or on his forehead or something like that, he drinks it. Yeah. Drinks some damn oil. He said he was oil. confused. He asked for Dayquil, which you drink. And she said she had eucalyptus oil. So he thought he should drink it too. Like an so, idiot. Dumbass ends up in the hospital. And meanwhile, she's been researching poison. Yep. And the cops find her book of poisons. So they think they... she's trying to kill him because he admits so... in his delirium that they're having marital problems. So, yeah, she's almost arrested. And he has to be like, no, she didn't try to kill me. And then she figures it out, which is awesome because I sure didn't. I didn't know. Um, he did that. it on purpose, guys. He drank it on purpose so she would start pitying him. And go, go back to, and, like, and get back together with get him. Get back together like, with him because he couldn't be apart from her. Are what? you kidding me? A conniving SOB. Yeah. I was like, that? <laughs> A betrayal of the marriage is, like, an, an infidelity is one thing entirely. But that stunt? And I think it, that is exactly what did it for her. Yeah. Like, because she was still kind of wishy-washy on what she was going to do. Because, like, you don't think about, like, if my husband cheated on me, I know exactly what I would do. No! Like, you don't know until you're in the moment. And she right. was kind of like, oh, I don't know. I love him. Because they've been together 10 years. Yeah. And during the course of this, her period is late. And she thought, well, this sucks because I might yeah. be pregnant. And so she was kind of wishy-washy about what she was going to do. And then he shows up and he's being all sweet. And and then he tries to get pity love from her. I don't even know. I can't yeah. even. He, I can't he even wanted follow. her. He said he wanted her to realize that she didn't actually want to lose this. Yeah, like on his deathbed, he expected her to forgive him, basically. Yeah. Which she that might line have of reasoning, had she not figured it out because he muttered something. Though. Yeah, she was. She yeah. He said, "Not even on my deathbed, no matter um, what I do." Yeah, and she was like, um, "I'm sorry, excuse what? me, sir." Because she's uh, so that an idiot you are. Because this has a label on it that says, yeah. "Don't drink it." And he's a doc. No, he's not a doctor. He's, he's an, accountant. A, an accountant. Okay. Um. So yeah, it was just uh, so bizarre. But yeah, I think that completely flipped the switch for her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Yeah, no, I'm, I'm done." Yeah. Well, I think she she was on the process. Well, she was of being going done. to. Well, she, she, she was, was asking just separation. to. Yeah, separation though isn't. Yeah. 
finite necessarily. She said, it doesn't matter what I do. You're still going to. And then she was like, oh yeah, no, we done. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's a bit ambiguous. Do you think that they get back together? Do you think she goes back to him? No, I think she ends up staying in in London. I think think she she does too. But I wonder, because she said we have tough questions to work through. Do you think eventually she would go back to him? But I really don't think she does. I think the more separation she'll get, the more more and clarity she'll realize. And the more she becomes a serious betrayal of of trust. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, just the infidelity alone, but and then that then, next step, yeah, what? Yeah, he was manipulative and conniving. Yes, like I was shocked when I found out that he did that. Like, the- where is Nella when you need her? I know, right? Yeah, he that was some bull. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he infuriated me. Like. So first of all, you cheated, and then you're trying to warp this into the fact that you cheated because you were unhappy, and that was her fault. Even though he's the one, yeah, he's the one that was like, because she was originally going to go to Cambridge for grad school, and he was like, "Don't go, marry me." Like, and what twenty-two-year-old girl is going to be like? Of course, I'm going to go to Cambridge, but I'll come back and we'll get married. Like. Hmm. No, like I know what I was when I was 20 something. Like mm-hmm. I did the exact same thing. I got married young and yeah, I just, <sighs> you, and you know what this really made me kind of ponder too, is the fact that you see all these books and you see all these movies about women finding themselves after being married for an extended amount of time. And you see them kind of figuring out how much of themselves they lost by putting themselves 10,000% into their marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see men getting divorced and be like, oh, I've I found myself now. There are a little bit, like, you see that a little, but not as... It's not, not written about. Like, yeah. novels are not written about it specifically. It, not to the extent that is, it is women. Because, I mean, women, they give up their name. Mm-hmm. They give men, up jobs. Our, our identities are subsumed under husbands. Yes, they give up jobs to stay at home and take care of children and keep the house clean and have dinner on the table. And it's just so much is given up. And it just it really made me kind of think about. Yeah, like you have to be so careful. I love Chris with all my heart, but like I'm still me like Mm -hmm. I still enjoy the things that I enjoy and he has things that he enjoys and mm-hmm. we can have that separation as well. I think that that's one of the reasons I'm glad that I waited till I was in my thirties to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it was for a lack of trying people don't like, <laughs> you know, think that I was that clever. We're Southerners. We're told to get married young. <laughs> right. But I had been through enough relationships at that point to know who I was and what I wanted and didn't want. And I think that it makes it easier to not get lost in your relationship in that capacity. But I also think Daniel pushes really hard to make sure that that doesn't happen to me in general anyway. Mm-hmm. He, he pushes that for both of us, which is yeah, good. I, uh, yeah, I bought into the, yeah, I need to get married young so that I can have children young and I can you know, have a family and all of that. And it's hysterical to think about that now being who I am today. Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, you were, you were married for the first time before you could even legally drink. I know. Couldn't even have a bachelorette party, which is so sad now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like obviously I'm no longer married to that person. And it's not because we had a terrible marriage. It was just because we got married when we were children. You are an entirely different person at 20 yes. years old than you are at 30 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just entirely. You grow up. You realize things yeah. are different, you know. Yeah. And if you don't grow in the same capacity that your mm-hmm. spouse does, then obviously, you know, you don't have things in common anymore. Exactly. It happens. It's not anything wrong with anyone. It's just, you know, you're different people at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that just, that really made me think about like, yeah, like I can see that in my first marriage, how I was so young and it was just, that's what I was, ta- I was taught that mm-hmm. you learn how to cook for your husband. You take your husband's name, you do all these things for your husband. And it's like, well, what do I do for myself? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I, when, when do I get, you know, yeah. you don't. the women are the yeah. selfless self, um, you know, angel of the home to use the Victorian phrase. And that's the way that it's supposed to be. Women are not supposed to be the ones that are ambitious or yeah, especially, I mean, maybe not more so in some other places, but especially for like Southerners, Mm -hmm. there is definitely the push to get married and start your family Mm -hmm. quite early. Yes. Like, you know, going to functions where people that I went to high school with, when are you going to have kids? Why don't you have kids? God, When are you going to have kids? Oh, can you just back off? (laughs) Like, why does, why is my womb so important to you? Lord, that's one of the things that I think that is really cool about Nella is that she has the registry and she records the names of every woman because she says women have no, especially in 1791, women have no place in society and no, never be remembered. This is the only place that they can be recorded and I will record their names for posterity, for history's Mm -hmm. sake, because these women will be forgotten otherwise, but I will remember them. And I thought that was really cool. Old school feminist right there, man. Yeah, because, I mean, it's very true. When, you, when you're when you researching history and you're researching um, women at that time, they, they had nothing. They legally became property of their husband. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't have a husband, you still didn't have any, you know, sway. When I read that book, The Five, it was um, about Jack the Ripper mm-hmm. and doing the research to try to find out about those women. Yes. Because they just weren't, they relegated to the sidelines. They're mm-hmm. not, their stories aren't recorded because they're not important. Right. And so, so many stories of women in history are lost because women were second class citizens. Well, it's even in the Bible. It's like so-and-so begat so-and-so and he begat him and he begat him. And it's like, well, who's, who literally begat your child? Right. Like, the man didn't have the baby. I know. Yeah, that infuriates me. Like, mm-hmm. you know we create you. Yeah. So the, Nella's registry is kind of just super cool and super mm-hmm. important. And the thought process of it and why she keeps it. Because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly if anyone ever finds it, it's a bit. She's screwed. Everybody's yeah. screwed. Everybody's in trouble. But she's like, these women will not be forgotten. And I loved that. Yeah. Um. We gotta talk about though Caroline finding the apothecary. Like that was so cool. And she was so brave to go in there in the dark. Yeah, with like fifty like, percent battery. Tomorrow. Right, but she, she knew she was trespassing. Like the 
Her her conscience about the trespassing part really annoyed the hell out of me because I was like, girl, nobody's there. Just go. Like, you're fine. Yeah, but she doesn't want to get arrested. I mean, she was nearly arrested before. It's fine. So her and her friend that she meets at the library gainer figure out, they overlay some of the maps. They figure out where the apothecary was. And she realizes that when she had been on the street, that this little alleyway that's barely even on the maps was still there. So she goes back there and finds a door and finds the storage room and then figures out that it's a false wall and finds the apothecary shop that Nella and Eliza had left. So cool. Yeah. I mean, all of the bottles there, she finds the register, she takes pictures of it. It's just so cool. Mm -hmm. I would love to make a discovery like that. Right. And she, yeah, like she actually takes pictures of the writing in the register Mm -hmm. and then seeing the final, what, like the last Mm -hmm. addition to the register Mm -hmm. um, and kind of piecing together who the apothecary was and who um, Eliza was and all of that was just Mm -hmm. really neat. Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed that but yeah she kept like getting and nervous think, about trespassing and I was yeah. like girl just go shit this is cool yeah and to think about something uncovered in London England for 200 some odd years baffles the mind and that yeah. she's the first person that has been in this room since, since Nella I mean, yeah he made that so cool it was very cool but we should go back and discuss why the apothecary is abandoned and Caroline can find it because so it's all this stupid woman's fault. Lady Clarence and I could wring her neck. She a bee. Rude and mean and just rah. So she discovers That's yeah, what she, she discovers that her husband is having an affair and she feels like she hasn't become pregnant because he basically screws his mistress so much that he's He's spending so much seed in her there's none left in the mistress there's none left for her that's what she's (laughs) just ridiculous so she wants to kill the mistress because she still wants to have a baby and of course Nella's like no like I do not harm women um this is not something that I do and this lady is like if you don't I'm gonna tell everyone about you I will send the police here they will know everything that you have done and poor Nella is kind of stuck and Eliza happens to be there because Nella has let her start helping just a smidge she's gonna try to send her away but she really needs her help because her hands are hurting and so she needs her help to copy some of these names down and to put the powders in the vials and stuff like that so Eliza's roped in as well so long story short um, Nella destroys the poison that she was going to give this lady because she doesn't want to harm another woman. Well, the woman blackmails her into working all night, basically, mm-hmm. on a new poison for her, and she'll be back tomorrow. And Eliza says, you have to do this because it's not just you. It's the name mm-hmm. of all of the women in your book at this point. Mm-hmm. It's me. It's every woman you've ever sold medicine to or sold poison to. Is going to be implicated in this. Yeah. So you have to give her this to protect them. So, again, long story short, read the book. Um, But you, so she makes the poison. The lady takes it and gives it to her servant girl to 
um, put in the mistress's drink. The mistress somehow doesn't drink it, and her husband does. She takes a sip of it and then walks out, and the husband follows, and he ends up drinking the drink instead of the mistress. And and he did. Oh, yeah. He did, dead. But then this crazy servant girl tells the police. She gets She puts two and two together. Also, maybe because her mistress was not that nice of a person, maybe she was mean to her, and she thought, well, she's going to absolutely blame all of this on me. So she went and tried to clear herself and then took off. Yeah, she's long gone. But she, so poor Eliza, she put the, the poisonous powder in a little pot, and it had etchings of the address it was her mother's vials that she had saved that Mm -hmm. back before it was a poison shop and so it had the address on it and so everybody panics yeah and so next day in the paper is a um what did the servant girl do she did a a a wax yeah of uh mold impression of the vial Yes, which is crazy that she did that. Like, she had time to think about it and do that. Um, so, they've, they've got... So, it was a very, very old clay pot. So, it what, it's, it's not super clear as to what, like, what it actually says, but they've got kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually, the cops figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so, Eliza and Nella have been preparing. They are literally... Walking away from the apothecary, and here and Nella fully intends to go and kill herself because she she's going to jump off the anyway. bridge. Her sickness is consuming her, so she's going to go and jump off this bridge. Meanwhile, Eliza's been interested in spirits, and she found a magic magic bookshop that she has created her own little tincture that's supposed to cure, um, supposed to bring good luck. It was yeah, it was a good luck thing, basically, um. She believes in magic. What is the Harry Potter thing that he drinks? Felix Blissus. That. Um, so, yeah, she basically makes Felix Felicis and is, like, carrying it with her because it has to, like, sit for 66 minutes. So she's carrying it around because at 66 minutes, she's made two of them. They're both going to drink it. Um, so... They turn the corner, the police are coming, they haul ass. They get to the bridge. Yes. So they get to the bridge, and Nella's about to jump, and Eliza does it first. She drinks her her thing, and she's like, it'll save me, and she's gone. And the police see Nella, poor, frail, pitiful Nella, and they're like, this woman could not have been the person that we were just chasing. She's so feeble. The cops were so stupid back then. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the person that just jumped in the river is the real killer. Case closed. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to the papers. Them. Yeah. That will satisfy the papers. We're done. Justice. Eh, it's fine. Um, and they yeah. go into the room, but they're too stupid to find the false door. So they only find the empty storage room. Yeah. Which, you know, works. And Nella is, of course, like, well, now I can't die. Because I carry all of these women's stories. And, and she wants and, to tell Eliza's mistress 
about her sacrifice. Because she assumes yes. 100% that Eliza is dead. So she very, very slowly makes her way over to Eliza's mistress's home. And this is at the very, very end. And she's and, really sick at this point. And Eliza is sick. Eliza's at the home. But she thinks it's a ghost. She thinks she's seeing a spirit. But then the spirit of Eliza comes out and pours a drink down her mouth. And says, this will help you. And that's all we know! No, that's not true. We flash forward to Caroline again. And she is like, who is Eliza Fanning? Because Nella wrote one final entry in her book. That Eliza took a poison of unknown ingredients and died. So then Caroline... No. Like, no, in, on behalf of right, anyone. Right. So, Caroline's like, who is Eliza Fanning? So, she goes back to the research room. I know. She Eliza. Finds an article. Mm-hmm. Eliza has lived. She got married to Tom Pepper. Who was the magic shop owner. Yes. Which is and so cute. It talks about her inheriting the shop later. And she has two kids. And she has survived. And the only part I thought was ambiguous was about Nella. She says... I saved a friend who is still a constant um, consult to me or companion to me or something like that. So the only thing is, well, did Nella actually die? Are you just hearing her memory? Or did she move to Brighton with you? But also, like, did Nella or uh, how did Eliza get out of the river? Because it was freezing. The potion saved her. It was magic. How did she fly? Did she, was she able to breathe underwater? How did she get out of the water and get all the way over to her mistress's home without anyone being like, hey, are you the girl that just jumped in the river? You're supposed to believe in the power of magic at this point. Girl, Harry Potter told me to ask questions. You're supposed to believe in the power of magic at this point. I need to know how it happened. I also need to know. I like that Mm. you're supposed to suspend Mm -mm. your belief in a reality and believe that magic actually saves her. Well, and then I need to know, like, did that little potion she brewed, how did it help Nella at all? Because she was dying. Like she was actively at that moment dying. Mm -hmm. And like, how did it help her if it did like, yeah, her saying that they, um, that uh, the person that she had previously saved was a constant consult to her. Like, like literally or figuratively? And I like the ambiguity of it. I like not knowing. <sighs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Because, again, you're supposed to believe in the magic of it. The only thing I thought that we didn't know 100% certain... Well, two things. One, was Nella alive or dead? And two, does Caroline ever go back to James? But he, was, She definitely does not go back to James. I was okay with the endings there. I was fine with Caroline's ending. Um, I was glad that she did get a little closure on Eliza, but I would have loved to have figured out what happened to Nella. Caroline then goes to Cambridge. She applies to do her doctorate or grad school work there. And she and does she, her dissertation on the apothecary. On the apothecary. Yep. It was so, so cool. cool. And that's how um, the stories kind of tie together. So hilariously, at the end, it says excerpts of Caroline, whatever her last name is, dissertation. And I was like, oh, 
is this real? So I am literally Googling. <laughs> I never once occurred to me that those were real. I thought it was, I didn't think it was an epilogue. I thought it was the, the acknowledgement section. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. And so I'm Googling and I'm like, all it's telling me is to read the damn book. And I was just like, what? Finally, after I kept reading and I was like, oh. She was just... That's funny. She was just doing this. That is not the first time that a book has made me be like, did this really happen? Oh my god. And I have to Google and then I'm a stupid. Yeah, that's funny. I have a couple of questions that just I wanted to touch on before we wrap things up. Sure. First is, what do you think about Nella's choice to start offering poison to kill... to women to kill the men who have wronged them? In fiction, I'm good with it. What about in real life? Obviously, I don't like murder. Do you think one woman's revenge can turn into a career? Well, I mean, men can. Mm -hmm. So, a a woman could, of course. Mm -hmm. What do you think about women sticking together in this capacity to help? in, In a place where they have no leverage of any kind... For them to be able to stick together like this in this community. Oh, well, I'm always going to be a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Always. Even if it is not the best decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, but given the choices that they have, which are zero, that can sometimes be the best choice. Although I am not mad about them killing the the rapist master. Yeah. The pedophile um, rapist master. Yes, yes. Give him more bad things. Um, okay. But yeah. The other question I have is why does Nella... Wait, wait, wait. You answer. Really you answer. Oh. What's your answer? I thought I did. No. In, in real life, I would definitely have some issues with it. But 200 plus years ago, I think it was the only choice available to a lot of women. I'm okay with it. I mean, I I think that enough time is there to separate from the right and wrong of it to understand that these women literally had no other choices. Mm. So now I, I don't agree with killing a man because he's cheating on you. That sucks. Definitely not a fan of it. Right. But I don't think murder is the next step. No, I'm talking about like the, the abusive people or, Mm -hmm. you know, the man that made her miscarry and then ruined her mm-hmm. like that was like that I understand because you couldn't file for divorce at that right. point. It's just right. it's not a thing you could do. Or if your brother was your sole male um, family member and he was, you know, mistreating you or giving you, you or know, about to kill the father for his inheritance. Right. Or trying to marry you off to an evil person or something like that. Those things, women had no leverage. They had no capacity to be able to change their options. So I, I get it in that sense. Mm-hmm. But infidelity was, is definitely not something I find reason enough to kill. Although lots and lots of people have done it. Yeah. I mean, for a sure. lot. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Okay, why does Nella draw the line at killing women? And follow up, do you think the decision to finally give the lady the poison that was supposed to kill a woman is the catalyst 
and the downfall for everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She even had a feeling about it. She was like, something Mm -hmm. bad is going to happen because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I mean, when it comes down to it, this is quite a feminist book Mm -hmm. back in 1790. She was just there helping women. She was helping women get out of bad situations, um, fix their home life granted by killing, but she was still there for women. She I was... think in her mind she tried to justify it as she wasn't she wasn't harming other women, so it was a justifiable mm-hmm. killing, essentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I think I think definitely it may not in reality have been the reason that everything went wrong because I mean, the real reason everything went wrong is because the the little pot that the poison was carried in mm-hmm. had a partial address on it. But um, I think that when she said, I have a really bad feeling about this, I think that was just the mm-hmm. final time that it just, mm-hmm. like that pot was going to overboil eventually. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go on doing something like that. Yeah, especially at that point, it was her highest profile customer that had happened at that point. So I think yeah, this lady was a a lady. She was yeah. married to a lord. So when Lord Clarence is the actual one that dies, you can't cover that up. Mm-hmm. And his brother happened to be a doctor and was the first on scene. So there are things you just can't like. It, it was a a perfect storm, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, I don't think it was specifically because of the aim to kill that time was a woman, but um, it is interesting that it just so happened to be. I think it it works back into the story and the belief of magic and the universe playing a bigger part in what's happening. More of a, a, a fate, like and Caroline mentions, finding that vial was fate. It was kind of fate that these stories were going to be intertwined that way. Another thing that super mega annoyed me was she, at the end of all this, she's had her reckoning. I can hear it. I I know what you're going to say. She throws the vial back in the river. Like, are you She wants to save Eliza's story. She wants to protect Eliza. She has Eliza's story, and Eliza is now dead. Like, there's nothing too special. No, that's dumb. Kind of like the lady at the end of Titanic throwing the stupid diamond back in the ocean. Are you kidding me? Well, I was thinking of Harry Potter and the Elder Wand. He breaks it and throws it in the ravine. And everybody's like, uh. Yeah, but the Elder Wand could kill more people. But it has, the, the vial in itself has the power to destroy legacies. I think. I don't think so. Because the whole reason she kept that... Um, that journal of all the women's names was because all of these women would be forgotten. Mm-hmm. So who's like, like who's going to be ruined? No one knows who these women are. Uh, Eliza, Eliza. It's obviously Eliza's vial. Cause she's the only one that drinks it and then falls into the river. Mm-hmm. And so it's obviously Eliza's vial. And she thinks in her mind, she's protecting little Eliza. Nah, keep it in your cupboard and you'll protect her just fine there. That's cool. AF. Keep it. It is cool. But now she can go back to the apothecary and get more. This one was but Eliza's. But it's not Eliza's. Like, that's just, I would, 
I guess I, I'm just a collector of weird crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and I would have so, kept it, too. I was a little shocked. Yeah, I was just like, I, it made sense. It, literally, me. I was like, it's like the old lady at the end of Titanic. Like, how infuriating. It was, I, that super mega annoyed me. I was like, keep her story in your house. Like, oh, now so that bad. we've talked about this for almost an hour, do you feel the same? Four stars? Are you going to keep it at three? No, I I thought the story was amazing, especially for a debut author. Mm-hmm. The story is amazing and incredibly captivating. Um, but there are just a few things that annoyed me, like certain decisions made I did not like. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what happened to Nella. I think I know, but. Do you think she did? No, I think she lived. I think that magic saved her. And she lived. See, I just, I don't think it was magic. Because it was, it was a potion for good luck. It wasn't a life saving. Fine, you muggle. Believe. Don't believe. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it was like a placebo effect. I mean, she had unburdened her spirit of all of the sins of her past and she could start healing. Maybe she had an ulcer that was eating her away. <laughs> and this helped alleviate the stress of that. She could put it all behind her. She could stop. She can go away and have a new life. Maybe. I think she's alive. I think she lived out the rest of her life with Eliza and Brighton. And I think Caroline never goes back to James and is happily lives happily ever after without that stress. In London. Yes. If you're going to leave your husband, go to London. <laughs> I mean, at least somewhere fun. <sighs> yeah, this was a good one. It was a really good one. That was really good. I can't wait to I take a picture it. of it. It was so beautiful, I thought. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. Twas. Twas. <laughs> All of the tink. All of the tinctures. I mean, that's a fun word, but seriously overused. <laughs> I wonder if anyone will do a count, because I am too lazy to do it, but someone should do a count of how many times that word was used in this book. I think you can do that on your Kindle, can't you? I don't know. I have the physical book. Oh, I don't know how to do it, but I, think I was never going to do it. Like I said, it sounds like a lot of work. Oh but God. Well, this was a good buddy read, and I chose it. You're welcome. I'll allow you to enjoy this one, although I still think it was my doing. Um, I will remind you that in our last episode, when we talked about several of our favorite buddy reads, a large majority of them were my choices. Okay. Whatever it takes for you to sleep at night. (laughs) I sleep just fine. Thank you with medicine. All right, guys. Well, we will wrap it up for now and talk to you next week. But check us out on Instagram. We're going to post an amazing picture with this beautiful book. Yes. And we hope to see you there this week. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.